Hey, welcome into Positive Light. We're bringing a positive influence into this world and into your life. And hi, I'm Bob Miles. And today's episode is going to be on Psalm 91, the prayer of God's protection. So Psalm 91 is, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right side, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow. And those are some of my favorite scriptures, especially from uh, 14 through 16. So God reminds us we are not alone. Even in the midst of problems or challenges, he will not let us alone. As psalm of protection, it is commonly invoked in times of hardship. When life is draining and there seems to be no time or place to rest, the book of Psalm is reassuring, comforting, and encouraging. In his foreknowledge, God created a shield for the earth to sustain our lives. But it's not only our physical lives he wants to preserve. No, God himself is the protector of our souls and watchman of our spirits. As the atmosphere is constantly defending our planet, God guards us in countless ways every day. So does God really protect his people? Whenever a tragic event occurs and they seem to be coming at an ever-increasing rate, it's hard not to wonder if God really cares. But God does care, and he wants us to know it. That's why Psalm 91 is such a strong comfort. It describes God's deeply personal concern with the trials his people face, and he wants them to know that they have reason to hope. And the psalm does it in three ways. And the first is God's protection from common temptations. So from Psalm 91, 3 through 6, uses imagery that may be confusing to us, but when properly understood, is the grounds for great hope and confidence. And starting off at 3, it says, He will certainly rescue you from the snare of the hunter and from the destructive plague. He will shelter you with his wings. You will find safety under his wings. His faithfulness is like a shield or protective wall. You need not fear the terrors of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in the darkness, or the disease that ravages at noon. It's tempting to read these verses and dismiss the idea that God protects and cares for us at all. After all, we all sometimes get sick. None of us are immune to harm, sickness, and death. But we'd miss something amazing if we did. 
But these verses point to God's protection from the unseen dangers that all of us are prone to. The dangers that those we might consider strong in their faith are as equally prone to succumb to as those whose faith seems to be hanging on by a thread. The very temptations that exist to derail our faith take us off course and compromise our character, integrity, and loyalty to the Lord. So these come to us through ordinary and extraordinary means, including people we know, the box of temptations in our pockets like our cell phones, supernatural agents working against us. No matter the source, we all experience temptation to sin. We are all prone to wander and succumb to our particular weaknesses. But we can find shelter from every temptation, every weakness that threatens to overcome us. We find shelter in Him. He wants to help us. What's more, He does help us, even when we're entirely unaware of it. And the second is God's protection through providence. Psalm 91, 7-10 describes God's provisional care and protection on a deeply personal level. So 7-10 through 10 goes, Though a thousand may fall by your side, and a multitude on your right side, it will not reach you. Certainly you will see it with your very own eyes. You will see the wicked paid back. For you have taken refuge in the Lord, my shelter, the Most High. No harm will overtake you. No illness will come near your home. By provincial, I mean God's unseen hand at work in the world, guiding the events of human history according to his purposes. This can be difficult for many of us to understand because God's provincial protection and care doesn't mean that we're going to live pain and difficulty-free lives. If anything, it seems that we are beset with sorrow, trial, and difficulty. After all, David, the man after God's heart, was chased by his foes and was constantly surrounded by enemies. And Elijah was a fugitive waging a one-man war against idolatrous nation. Even the Apostle Paul was beaten, shipwrecked, stoned, and imprisoned multiple times. Over. Yet he could write that all things work together for the good for those who love God, who are called according to his purposes, from Romans 8.28. But Paul understood what we need to learn. God's provincial care doesn't ex- exclude the possibility of harm and even death. It means God will ensure th- that the work he began by saving us will be brought to its completion. And third is God's protection in the miraculous. Psalm 91, 11-13 brings the picture of God's protection to a close. For he will order his angels to protect you in all you do. They will lift you up in their hands so you will not slip and fall on a stone. You will not subdue a lion and a snake. You you will not trample underfoot a young lion and a serpent. God provides protection from the temptations which threaten to take us off course. He works providentially to accomplish his purposes. He even commands his unseen supernatural servants to come to our aid in our times of greatest need and trouble. Not even the devil himself can stand against the servants of the Lord. These verses have triumphs sort of power. In fact, it's tempting to become puffed up, to start acting as though we are invincible. But this is the thinking that Satan tried to tempt Jesus with when he transported him to the top of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, he said, for it is written, 
he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will lift you up, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. The devil still tempts us like this today. With today, remember, the devil is extremely dangerous, yet he is also extremely unoriginal. He uses the same tricks over and over again, often to great effect. When we read these verses, and not just verses 11 through 13, but all God's promises of protection for you and me, for all who seek refuge in him, if we become puffed up and arrogant, we're reading them wrong. Instead, before we find our egos running checks our bodies can't cash, we need to say, as Jesus did in his temptation, Yes, this is written, but it is also written, You are not to put the Lord your God to the test, from Matthew 4, 6, and 7. So God's protection of you and me ought to inspire a great sense of humility. It should drive us to say, along with David, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Because the truth is, the kindness that God shows us, the protection he provides us, all of it is of grace. It is a gift from our loving Father, our shelter and stronghold. And in times of difficulty, you can have hope because you know God protects his people, and he wants you to know it too. So from Rick Warren, he writes, God's power always protects you. Hope matters. In a world that often looks bleak, you need to understand that God's best is yet to come. In 1 Peter 1, you find reasons why you can have hope. No matter what's going on in your life, God's power will protect you. The Bible says, And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive his salvation from 1 Peter 1.5. Let's be honest, sometimes we all find ourselves in situations where we feel hopeless, helpless, and powerless. But the truth is, that's a lie. You're not hopeless, helpless, or powerless when you have God's Spirit in your life. God says that His mighty power will protect you. Have you ever walked by a house and seen a sign that says, Protected by a security system? As a follower of Christ, you could have something similar. A little sign that says, protected by God. The word protect in 1 Peter 1.5 literally means garrison. It means you're continuously guarded by God's power. God is watching over you every moment of the day, just as a sentry or bodyguard would. Everything in your life is father-filtered. He uses even the hard things caused by your sin or others' sin for his good. What's your role in all of this? It's really simple. You trust God. You are surrounded by an all-loving, all-powerful God. And you can always have hope knowing that His power will protect you. So next, I'm going to introduce a song to you called Take Me to the Rock by Tommy and Eileen Walker. And here it is. Take me to the rock Take me to the rock Take me to the rock that is higher than I Take me to the rock Take me to the rock Take me to the rock That is higher than I Hear my cry Hear my prayer From the ends of the earth I call 
Take me to the rock. Take it.
Hey, what a great song by Tommy Eileen Walker. And here's what Tommy said regarding this song. He said this song is written from Psalm 61, in which David is writing from a low, weary, dangerous, and far from God place. What can be somewhat confusing and yet wonderful is that David prayers to be taken to the rock that is in high above, and simultaneously to God himself. Often when we are at our lowest point, we don't have the strength to get to God on our own. We need his intervention. Our God invites us to boldly cry out to him like the psalmist did. Lord, I'm here in this valley. Help me, lead me, and take me up to where you are. That is the prayer and promise of this song, that God will in fact lift us to himself. So next, I'd like to read you a story, and it's called A Gift of Hope. In August 2020, the pandemic with all of its isolation was getting into full swing. We had only lived in Katy for a few months and had not met anyone in the area yet. My husband was home just on weekends as he had to be away for work. So that left me alone much of the time to single parent our three-year-old daughter. It was a hard time filled with uncertainty, quarantining, and loneliness. In the midst of that trial, I discovered Bible study. That was a life-changing experience for me. For the first time in my life, I was hungry for Scripture and growing in my relationship with God. I had not been to church in several years, and even then it was mostly going on major holidays like Christmas and Easter to check the box. When I walked out the doors of the church after a service, the message did not remain in my thoughts, so it was never put into action in my life. Besides getting involved in studying the Bible, I was also drawn to listening to sermons online. In my isolation, my appetite for things spiritual was insatiable. I could not get enough fast enough because I was learning so many new spiritual truths as well as the history of God's interaction with mankind. It was a time of great discovery. I was a little angry at first because of my lack of knowledge about our Creator and His unfailing love for each of us. How could I just now be finding out? For the first time in my life, I completely surrendered control and gave my full heart to God. Little did I know the Lord was preparing me for what He had planned next. So by September 2021, a common theme kept coming up in the Bible studies and while listening to sermons on the web, the importance of going to church in person and finding community. Our daughter started attending Treasure Cove weekday preschool at the fellowship, and so we figured why not try checking out this church. Honestly, I did not have high hopes. We had been burned by churches in the past. Never before had I ever felt connected to a church or its community of believers. Just a month later, our family was turned upside down. After my husband and I endured all that time apart for more than a year, he unexpectedly lost his job. Because his work happened to be tied to my family, that only made the situation worse. The relationship with them had been a toxic one, and God slammed that door shut so he could redirect us. At this point, my husband and I felt lost, confused, hurt, and worried. But ultimately, what we wanted was to make sure that our next step was on the path God planned for us, because we obviously had not been. We quickly started meeting people at the fellowship and got involved to check out someone's life group. 
I had never even heard of a life group or church small groups, so this was all new for me and way outside my introvert comfort zone. Somehow, I thought this life group was for ladies only, so with my Bible in hand, I showed up at the house of someone I had never met. Both men and women welcomed me and fed me dinner. When I opened up to vulnerably share what we were currently dealing with, instead of casually listening or being judgmental, they got on my level, sat with me, and then prayed over me. Never had I experienced anything like it in my life. I could not wait to get back the next week, this time bringing my husband and daughter along. Now over a year later, my life group is my family. We talk every day, pray for each other continually, and just do life. Together, that simple leap of faith led to one blessing after another. As I continue to step outside my comfort zone in faithful obedience to God, He continues to not only reveal beautiful things, but also provide abundant blessings. A wonderful answer to prayer has been his financial provisions for us during this new season and through our church community, the gift of family that we had been longing for. We were in such a place of hopelessness, but our God is a God of hope. He has gifted us with a whole new sense of hope that we could not even dream was possible a year ago. For we live by faith, not by sight, from 2 Corinthians 5.7. So I really wanted to read that story because my wife and I are involved with a life group that we go to on Tuesday nights. And it's been wonderful. It's been fantastic. And again, they are your family. They do pray for you and they're there for you. And we stay connected all the time. So life groups is a wonderful thing to be in if you have one. So did you know that God will keep your way secure? It is God who arms me with strength and keep my way secure from 2 Samuel 22:33. So I was sitting outside early one morning just before dawn. Rainstorms were all around. I could hear the distant thunder and feel the strong winds. But my little place under the roof awning with my Bible and favorite blanket was secure, safe, undisturbed, though all around me it was stormy. God's reminder came, you are secure in me. You are held strong by my protection overhead, though the storms of life may surround you. The winds can blow, the rains can beat down hard, the times may look dark, but my presence surrounds and I am greater than the storm. Just because I was under the roof awning, I didn't stop the storm, but it did provide protection during the storm. Just because we are under God's care, it doesn't stop the storms from happening around us but it does provide incredible strength and protection for every battle we face in this life. Many of you might find yourselves facing huge storms in life right now. Maybe your storm is caused by circumstances that are out of your control, and maybe your storm is caused by people, broken relationships, and betrayal or hurt that has wounded you deeply. Maybe the biggest storm you face is caused by the enemy himself whose main goal is simply to bring you down, stop you in your tracks from being a light in this world. God reminds us in his word that the enemy's intent is always to steal, kill, and destroy. He will do all he can to prevent truth from being shared, and he is ruthless and cruel. But the storms never have full reign, for right in the midst of he reminds us, you are held secure by a mighty God. 
You may feel some wind, you may hear the loud thunder, and see darkness or rain all around. But his covering of protection and love surround. You don't face it alone. And in your just a short time, the storms will pass. The light will shine again, and you will be strengthened for a greater work ahead. So I'm going to end today's episode on an audio clip by Billy Graham called The Timeless Truth. And here it is. Now you can't change your past, but you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. But Christ can change your past. He died on the cross so that all the sins you've ever committed, all the things you've ever done wrong are forgiven. What do you have to do? You have to repent of your sins. That means to be willing to change your way of living. You may have no power to do it. You may not have power to give up some of those habits you know are wrong. You may not have power to fall in love with your wife again. You may not have power to change your whole life that you know needs to be changed. But if you surrender to Christ, he'll give you the power. You say, well, Billy, I don't know what else to do. I've been baptized. I joined the church and so forth, but I don't really have peace and joy and power in my life, all that you're talking about. How do I get it? Jesus Christ said, I am the way. Come to Christ. He will give you a new strength and a new power and a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person that ever lived has to make the same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and its gods or it's Christ. Which is it for you? Who are you choosing? Who are you voting for? Choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh yes, there's pleasure in sin for a short time. But it's soon over. The hangover comes. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's going to be there. Choose Christ. And there'll never be a hangover except joy and peace. And it's an urgent decision because to delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision in itself is a choice. Not to decide is to decide not to. If you have a ticket for a flight to Atlanta tonight and can't decide whether to go or not, if you wait past the departure time, the choice will have been made. The plane will take off without you. Decisions are made whether we make them or not. Time decides if you will not. And time always decides against you. There's a lonely arena in the depths of your heart where the greatest battle of life must be fought alone. That's your decision about Christ. Your parents can't make it for you. The church can't make it for you. Your friends can't make it for you. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend can't make it for you. You have to make it yourself. And you must decide tonight. There are hundreds of people here tonight that have to decide tonight. And your decision tonight, yes or no, will decide where you'll be a hundred years from now. If you're not sure that you're ready to meet God, if you're not sure you're going to heaven and you're not sure that your sins are forgiven, you come and make sure tonight. I believe that none of you are here by accident tonight. I believe that you're here on this particular night because this is the night that you are to meet God in a new way and receive him into your heart. So that does bring an end of our episode today. My closing prayer as always is that God blesses the journey you're on with him and that you embrace that path. So next week's episode is going to be on angels 
And we are going to have a special guest on next week, so you probably want to tune in and listen. So you can connect with me at positivelightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Anywhere you download your podcast, you can get Positive Light for free. I hope everybody had a great week. God bless, and we'll catch you next week.